and welcome back to another episode of the Athletic Studio Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Kate Oman. I'm Gordon Jomini Vong. Today is another rapid fire episode. We are talking all things being strategic about your training to prevent injuries and stay injury free. Yeah. At the start of the year still, what we want you to be able to last throughout the whole year and it's going to give you a better chance to hit your training goals. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the importance of a personalized program to prevent these injuries is really important, as you said, just so we can keep going and you're not being uh, pulled back or pulled out of your training. Yeah. So I guess basically strategies to keep you injury free, like in this podcast, what you're going to get out of it is, I guess, the, the way that we do things and some exercises, how you can implement them for yourself, when you can implement them, and just how you might look at your training as well. I think the, the first point, Kate, you touched on it there a little bit, is just the importance of having a personalized program to prevent injuries. Like I know we have had a lot of clients who they'll come from like training on their own, training in group training where they might have been doing a deadlift and no one watching their form and now they're coming back to, to do one-on-one. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's super common to see these things and it doesn't mean you can't make a start. Like I think it's really important to get the right advice. So getting a personalized program is important. We would obviously seek a good PT. This is a a good start because we can see you, see how you move and move from there. I know that when I have clients come in with specific injuries, I like them to see physio as well, just to ensure that everything's being ticked off. But yeah, I'm not going to get a person with it coming in with a history of back pain to start doing a deadlift. So that's why I think being specific with the training is really important because you don't have to do everything. Like not every exercise is great for everyone. That's correct. A knowledgeable trainer like knows that you don't always need to be doing like squatting, deadlifting, what you think you need to be doing. It may not necessarily be the only way to to get there. Yeah, exactly. There's safer ways to get there as well. Just by having that personalized program is going to help you prevent injuries as long as it's been written properly from a good trainer. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't mean you can't ever do those movements, but it's about how you build yourself back up and work on your weaknesses to be able to do these movements Mm -hmm. safely. Yeah. An important part of writing a personalized program or getting on a personalized program or even finding out what exercises that you need to do if you're not working with a trainer and and you're doing things yourself is actually just finding out your weaknesses and your limiting factors and you touched on obviously seeing a physio obviously that's that's a given when you experience acute pain or long-term pain that you haven't been able to resolve any other avenues that people can take to identify or be self-aware that they've got a weakness in a certain area it's really easy to find imbalances and weaknesses like for instance if you just run for instance is the likelihood that you potentially have some weak glutes some tight hips maybe tight calves so these kind of things if you're wanting to come to strength training and you find like you might not be able to hold a plank for very long, that goes to show you probably have a weak core. Like it's just really basic things or for instance, like where you might feel pain or things that you're not necessarily good at are usually your weaknesses or potentially limiting factors. Mm. That'll be step one is just being super self-aware yeah. and not having an ego when you when it comes to your own training. For sure. I know when I train, like, oh, like my core should be a lot stronger. My glutes, I probably don't train as often as I should. Mm. Should probably spend more time warming up as well. 
So those little things that will help. If you want to take things a little bit further, just for example, you could do a session with an experienced personal trainer or an exercise physiologist or your physio, and that will actually take you through specific movement and strength assessments. Yeah. And then they'll be able to tell you, okay, this is where you're weak. This is what you need to improve. Yeah, for sure. And then that's where you find out. That's step one, just finding out what you need to work on. So when you've identified what you need to work on, okay, incorporating exercises to improve those like how would you implement that into someone's workout or what would you recommend for them yeah so this i guess is a broad thing to chat to but for instance if you had maybe poor scapular retraction so you can't really bring your shoulder blades back you're not really retracting them down when you're lat like doing a lat pull down the first thing i would do is just start with a banded exercise like a banded pull apart that's like these muscles active then you'd move to something like a scapular push-up and then move the next bit to be, okay let's go to the lat pull down let's put some weight behind it but let's just do scap retractions things like this so i think it's like building over time adding one layer because if you just go and smash like lat pull downs or a seated row and you're not doing it with good technique or good mind to muscle activation then it's you're probably going to exacerbate this imbalance so it's peeling the layers back and starting from the ground or starting with a band and adding layers over time i think the best way to do this is obviously to be guided by a personal trainer someone who can guide you and actually watch you do this to make sure you're doing it with good technique but that's how i would start what what would you recommend yeah, yeah, that, that's a good way in regards to the exercise progressions with certain, with remedial exercise if they're working on their scapular control. If they've identified what they need to work on and they've been given exercises. So let's, for, for example, Kate, someone, they've got a weak scapula, so then you're giving them specific remedial exercises to do as homework. Mm. I would just probably just keep it super simple. And with that band work, all right, do it at the start of your workout or at the end of the workout. So whatever's more convenient for them. So I know that sometimes people get lazy and they don't do their homework and they don't do their remedial exercises. Yeah, it's really easy to skip by. Yeah. So then then I'm looking at, okay, how can I get this person to do it where they're not going to do it? And most commonly, because they're super boring as well, right? Either one, it's going to be part of their warm-up and you just put it into their routine as part of their warm-up. Yeah. Or another thing that I like to do is put it at the end of the workout, but you pair it with could pair it with a core exercise or could pair it with a cardio exercise and that way it kind of like disguises the remedial part mm. so they're still doing something fun yeah one that i've actually implemented a lot with my clients if they've ever had like an ankle or a calf or lower limb injury is just like, for instance doing calf raises while they're brushing their teeth or doing these small things <laughs> while you're like while your toast is in the toaster do one car like 10 calf raises on one leg than the other yeah or close your eyes for 30 seconds get a bit of stabilization through your ankle whilst you're waiting whilst you're watching tv or whatever do these little things to implement oh, throughout 100%. your daily life i'm like all right so when you're doing this task do that yeah and that way it's an easy way to get a bit of rehab done yeah. without thinking about it definitely it makes a big difference as well i think with one of those ones that you can do at home what is it called? like the Asian squat with his shoes off and oh, yeah. you know, you, you might can do that in front of the TV, rolling in front of the TV. I know it's like a bit taxing to do and not yeah. have, you don't want to do it all the time, but if you keep the roller out, it's you're more inclined to mm. Yeah. Especially yeah. implementing it like that. But it's yeah, it's easy to skip over, especially these yeah. rehab exercises. Yeah. So you're never gonna get stronger with your weaknesses if you obviously you don't work on them. Now you've got like you've identified what you need to work on. You've yeah. gotten some of the exercises as well. Yeah when to implement them at the start of the workout yep. as your warm-up at the end of your workout or it could be in your workout now you've got some strategies to do it on your time off outside of training then obviously like the frequency as well two three times per week yeah i 
if it's recommended to buy a physio, follow their protocols. But if it's yeah. something as simple as literally just like you can't retract your scapula much, I would do it every session. Yeah, every session. Even yeah. if you're doing a lower body day, like you should, I would like them to warm up still doing the scap mm. retractions just because even if you're getting into a deadlift, like you need to yeah, retract your right. scapulas then. Or even if in a squat, like you need to make sure your posture is right. So yeah. I think it's doing it as much as possible, like especially if it's banded stuff, like you can't really overdo banded things. Obviously, if you're going to smash like a seated mm. row, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't recommend doing that every day because that'll lead to fatigue yeah. and overuse. But yeah, for simple rehab and prehab exercises, I think doing it often is probably better than not. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and, and with these remedial exercises as well, like we've got a ebook in the show notes, I think results training for professionals, just because it's just probably there's a list of remedial exercises that you can do there. But the more common problems and solutions that we have to resolve in the studio with clients are your shoulders, uh, lower traps, scapula. So people having to do obviously rotator cuff exercises, tight hips, weak glutes. They're probably the common ones. Yeah, definitely. And I think that a good thing is like when you're weak at these things, it can be frustrating to begin with. But once you get good at it, at it it's so satisfying when you're oh, good at an exercise. That you've, for instance, like I'm working on pull-ups. And I'm starting to get better at them. And to see that improvement is very satisfying. So it's temporary pain for the long-term yeah, gain. Yeah, and I guess. You, feel, you feel so much more stable and stronger. Yeah, in well. everything, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So things just become easier. Yeah. That's right. You got to do the hard stuff first and then yeah. things will, will become easier. Yeah. And then the last thing we're going to touch on with these strategic methods to be injury-free is similar to having an individualized program. Like in the middle of your workouts, you're going to have accessory exercises. So these are more of your compound exercises. They're bigger exercises than just your warm-ups and your cool-downs, but they're still going to help your weaknesses. For example, if you had weak glutes, that accessory exercise could be a 45-degree hip extension focusing on your glutes. could be a Romanian deadlift focusing on your glutes, or it could be a glute try focusing on your glutes. If you're working on your scapula retraction, it could just be a normal seated row. That's things you want to pay attention to as well when you're training on your own is the exercise selection. And I guess the frequency or the amount of exercises that you're choosing to do will just depend on the severity of your weakness. Would that sure. be correct? Yeah, definitely. I think if it's in like upper, as we spoke to before, scap, I think doing a push and a pull is good instead of a push or a pull, pull. Yeah. Just to, at least to begin with, just so you're not under too much load of fatigue through that weak area mm. you can definitely do a push pull and another push pull but i think sometimes if we overdo it in a superset it can be a lot and in terms of progressing with weight and stuff starting lighter yeah. and really focusing on technique first and then yeah. progressing so there you have it guys some strategic training methods to keep your injury free and that way you can go throughout the whole year because what's going to stop you from getting your results is if you are sick if you do get injured it's important to identify where your weaknesses are find out what remedial exercises you need to do and basically just do them yep absolutely focus on recovery too yeah not 100 percent balls to the wall 24 7 yeah deload when you need and good nutrition to help support the muscles all right that is it for today's episode thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you in our next one thanks guys awesome thank you bye if you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated, and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We'd love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time.